Hi, this is Sophie, Simon and Ben from That Final Scene. Yeah, we just want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Amazon Music where you can find this very podcast. So, let's dive in, shall we? I said it before and I'll say it again. That scene, that last scene. What does it mean? I'm the dude, you know? Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. That final scene starts now. So, we're in my kitchen. I just came back from... Portugal, Madeira. Holiday number very nice. Seven. Number, yeah, I would say number three, like back to back number three. And I feel a bit jet lagged, even though I haven't really traveled very far. <laughs> well, that, uh, the time did, difference is about so, an hour, is okay, it? Basically, I did Athens for five days. Then I flew back to London for a night. I then flew to Copenhagen for four nights. And then I went back to London for three hours. And then I... <laughs> In Heathrow, and my flight was delayed, which meant I missed my connecting flight for Madeira. So I slept in Lisbon for a night. <laughs> wow! And then I got, and then I got the first flight the day after, and then yeah, I spent five lovely days in Madeira, which I didn't even know I existed, existed before. Yeah, yeah, before I actually went there. So shout out to my boyfriend. Okay, so I hope he's worth it. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Nice. Hope, he, uh, hope he delivered. He delivered big time. Nice. He delivered big time. Uh, yeah, so Good I just Lord. came back. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, no, uh, keeping it. If you're listening, boyfriend. Keeping well it done. SFW. Um, so yeah, I just came back and I'm um, feeling, yeah, just uh, really excited to see you guys. But at the same. Stop. But Stop at it. the same time, fair disclosure to our listeners, I haven't watched much. Oh, actually. We did uh, watch TV at night and there was this really terrible film with Blake Lively, Taylor Kitsch and what's his face? I don't know. It's like that kind of B movie that, you know, it's like Love Triangle, like a lot of tennis courts. Like I don't even know. Well, <laughs> tennis courts. Like tennis courts. Like, they were just playing and just trying to, I don't know, play it hard there to is, get. There is, there is no more sexual tension than in the tennis match. Everybody knows that. So much grunting. Oh, who was the third One guy? Love. No, 15 love, 30 love. But Deuce. I was kind of reflecting on... <laughs> Change the balls. What is happening? What, what What's the what's the mood today, Simon? Everyone's a bit giddy. Everyone's a bit giddy, it's <laughs> no, good. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I was kind of uh, thinking of Blake Lives' career and how, I don't know, uneventful I, it has been over the years. I can't think of the last thing I actually watched Blake Lively in. The one with the sharks? Oh, it, where uh, she's like stranded in the middle of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah, that, that was okay. As in, yeah, yeah very male gazy, but still like okay, an okay film. Mm. But since Gossip Girl, I'm just just very disappointing. Sabrina, know, is that, was that her? In Sabrina Girl? was that her character? In Go- no, what's what? her character's name in Gossip Girl? Oh, she I don't remember like a, the. Oh, I don't remember the name. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. Crazy posh American name. Crazy posh, yeah. Um, did you watch Gossip Girl, Simon? I didn't. I've only watched a couple of episodes because my I girlfriend did once watched because to watch it. I had this girl who was a lodger about five years ago that and loved she, it. She forced you to watch it like, a, like a clockwork artist. So was just he like, loud? Like, so was, I hated it. it. And also um, I had to watch EastEnders as well. Oh God, that's what a, a terrible double bill. Yeah, that's a terrible double bill. Um, God, Gossip imagine. Girl was where she worked in like a fashion or publishing or something. Yes. yes. Yeah. Great well, there's many of There's Great many outfits. of them. It reminded there's me many. a bit of The Devil Wears Prada, but in a TV show format. In a teenage kind yeah. of, yeah. almost teenage kind vibes. of way. Similar yeah. vibes, yeah, with the yeah. guy who's now in You. 
isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, uh, yeah. Pen... Uh, pen Badgley. There you go. Pen Badgley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic is that like name. A, a posh English name within an American production? No, no, no. This is the, the That's the actor's name. Yeah, it, I mean, in Gossip Girl, you, yeah, in Gossip Girl how, his name is Dan, but in real life, his name is Pen Badgley. So, yeah, that's the only half film that I watched. Okay. But I did What was it called again? I don't know. It was on oh. TV. Was it dubbed? Or was it so tight? No, no. And that was quite refreshing because I don't know if I've told you the story about that one time when, I mean, that was years ago, when I went to see Inception on the big screen in Vienna with my oh, sister. Wow. And was it, was it, seeing it Leonardo, in German, Ca- yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio in German, like, yeah, yeah, speaking German was quite an experience. So I didn't get a thing. So we watched, um, you know, Money Heist on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Watched the first season of that ages ago. And we watched the first episode with dubbed because obviously Netflix like they dub everything in my head I was like we started the first episode I was like hang on I'm almost 99% certain that this is a Spanish program so why are they all speaking English and then after a while I was like yeah that mouth is definitely making different like movements to what they should be doing Um, I did kind of belatedly finish the like season two of Only Murders in the Building crap Yes, thank you. I'm actually just like, I'm not, I'm af- I'm not afraid to say I'm it. I'm disappointed. Season how, one was so wholesome. Like, it was. Yeah, really, compared really... to how funny season yeah. one was, it's just, it. The, all of season two was just cameo. It was like famous cameos from people, people who didn't need to be there. I mean, the, the point of Cara Delevingne being in it at all. Nonsense. I don't even know why. And she's in episodes, and then her name is in the titles. It's almost like in her contract, she was like, I need to be titled in every episode. <laughs> Amy Schumer's randomly in it. The whole season is based around, like, like, the whole first season is like, okay, it's kind of supposed to be like taking the piss out of cereal and that thing, like, you know, people, these people making a podcast about a murder in their building and that stuff like that. And that was funny. But in the second season, the majority of the storyline is about Tina Fey basically playing the woman from cereal. And it's just kind of like, oh God, it's just, it's, and it's just not funny. And every episode is like another needless cliffhanger without kind of telling you anything and, Yes. Yeah, it's so, not. Good. Sounds like a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I hope our podcast is not. I feel like vindicated that. though because I thought that I thought that, and I didn't bother watching any more of it because I thought the same. Oh, did you? Oh, you, you watched on your Did you? Episodes, yeah. So uh-huh. I really uh, of the second season or the first one. The first one. Mm. See, I really liked the first one. And the first, like the ending of the first one, I thought was hilarious. Like it was so funny. Mm. I really enjoyed the chemistry uh, among the three in the season one. In season two, I felt like it didn't work. I think it, it's kind of an interesting combination to have someone like Selena Gomez just hanging out with, you know, Steve Martin and what's the name of Martin Short. Yes, Martin Short. Martin Short, like, I still so, think, is brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's the best thing about yeah, us, yeah. Yeah, he's really, really good. I just thought, yeah, that kind of chemistry was unique to see. Like, you didn't see that kind of... And then season two, they didn't have as much screen time together. No. Then they kind of, they tried to explore Selena Gomez's character backstory and that didn't find that interesting. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment really. But yeah, if you're listening and you've seen the show, then yeah, give us your review because I'm very interested if it's just us or whether we overthink. I feel I, like I I've heard think... people say they liked it mm. and I've read reviews of people who enjoyed it. But yeah, it just didn't, it, it was like, it was like second album syndrome. It just yeah. didn't, it didn't hit the heights of that first season. Yeah. What about you guys? What have you been watching? Well, oh yeah, Simon, you have an intro. Yeah, I've been getting through my list of films that you guys mentioned that I've never seen. Lovely so stuff. I've watched Dog Day Afternoon, Woo! De Niro, not Al Pacino. No, Pacino, no, the not other De Niro. Way I was confused. Oh my god, I really enjoyed it. So well acted and yeah. directed, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny and clever. How you ended up feeling sorry for people that you didn't expect mm. to feel sorry for. What else? Love Prestige. Yes. Yes. Get in. <laughs> what did you think? They were the twins. <laughs> 
Spoilers! Oh, hook it to my veins! <laughs> Very God, naughty. I fucking love that film. What did I, you think? I knew he looked similar, but I, I, to- it, totally, it totally worked on me. I didn't get it until the end. What's the lesser good version? The of Illusionist. Like, yes. The Paul so G. Edward the Paul Norton, G. Maddie right? and Edward Norton, yeah, I think. That, yeah. Yeah. that came out, with the, I think, the same year. Same year. Oh, yeah. that's a but I think they were, Yeah, no, sorry, I think... Maybe a bit later? 2005. They were like, one was 2005, one was 2006, I think. Right, But okay. yeah, the prestige yeah. was just so much better. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. I love that film. How does it stack up to the other Nolan films that you've seen, Simon? Compared to like Inception and Inception, the Batmans and Batman. Interstellar, yeah. Very different vibe-wise. Okay. But still playing Definitely. with time, I yeah, guess. I think still that's on the time his, thing. That's his, mm-hmm. yeah, because I guess one of the illusions is that he appears to go through one door on one side of the mm-hmm. stage and quickly pop out the other and you're like, oh, is there time travel involved? Mm. And, and by the end of the film, he's got you actually thinking, could it be magic? Mm. I don't think I would have been able to tell you it was a Nolan film if I didn't know. Yeah, it's an outlier because that's his first and only period film, uh, Dunkirk aside. Dunkirk doesn't really feel like a period piece. Dunkirk yeah, feels like, you know, Dunkirk is like, a, yeah, is, well, it's just a wall of sound for two yeah. hours. It's, <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, it's, yeah, I have yeah. issues with Dunkirk, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's the one that kind of, it de- there's, there's like elements there that you're like, you would say it's an like the cast, you know, Christian Bale, you know, Michael Caine are in there, and there's other, you know, certain elements to it. But, Bowie, oh yes, I was like, Did that looks really like David <laughs> Bowie, but also <laughs> even it sounds like and, him. But, yeah. but Bowie and Andy Circus is his his uh, his assistant as well. Andy Circus from like uh, who does all you know ADR Gollum. and stuff like that. Who's Gollum and uh, Caesar in Planet of the Apes? He's oh. he's his assistant. All oh, right. Such a good cast in that film. And Scarlett Johansson as well is one of the love interests. Yeah. Is she the one with the iffy accent? Yeah. Yeah, where it kind of goes really posh and Robert, then really I, I love, I love you, Robert. She yeah. always has iffy accents. She should have just stuck with one, like... Yeah. Or just not being English. I wouldn't have even yeah. minded if she'd just been herself. It would have. I would have preferred that. Yeah, exactly, Rebecca yeah. Hall keep her American, yeah. And yeah. um Rebecca Hall. Oh, I love Rebecca Hall. Yeah. It's a really fancy She's um, Christian Bale's mm-hmm. wife in it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I then like there's the whole thing that the, the the twin falls in love with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I yeah. love her too. She's so good. I first saw her in Starter for Ten. Oh, okay. The film with James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he um, he cheats on yeah, a uh, yeah, on the University film. Challenge game show, and Rebecca Hall's the love interest in that. That's like James McAvoy's first feature, I think, or one of his first. Yeah, very, yeah, very early. Way film. way back in the day, mm-hmm. in that film. It's Bale at his best. I think he's great, and even Hugh Jackman. Everybody loves a bit of Jackman, which we should talk about him joining Deadpool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman's been announced to be returning as Logan in Deadpool, who Tim, our friend comedian of cinema, has had some thoughts on Instagram. He, I'm sorry, Tim, if I'm paraphrasing you wrong, mm-hmm. but that, you know, Logan should have been the end. Like, we, don't, we didn't need more of him, you know, Perfect and even ending. though it's supposedly like... You know, Logan set in 2029, this is set in 2027 or whatever, like years before. Like, it doesn't matter. Logan should just be the end. I, I get that. I, I, I get that that stands up. For me, though, Deadpool is just supposed to be subversive and kind of... Banty. Yeah. And as someone who I'm really falling off the Marvel bandwagon at the minute, like, I haven't watched She-Hulk yet. I don't even know if I'm planning, like, I don't really know what the release window is for the rest of the year. I'm just really tired of it, especially after watching Thor, Love and Thunder. That mm-hmm. was just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But Deadpool, I'm like, okay, we're finally getting the teased for years of, and if you if if they keep what they had with Fox at you know at Fox with Deadpool, you know they keep it the same kind of humor. They allow it to be, you know, orated and stuff like yeah. that. I think it'll be good because it, like the second one's great, you know, with Josh Brolin and and the kid from uh, Hunt from the Wilder mm-hmm. People. 
absolutely fantastic. And I think they could do a great job of that. And Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman seem to have great chemistry yes. anyway. So to then bring him in as Wolverine, I'm I'm all for it. I think it'll so be it's great. a matter of writing, really, because you've got 100%. all the other ingredients. It's just a matter of writing because yeah. you don't want at the same time you don't want to uh, take that character and turn him into Deadpool. Like get that kind of humor infused into Logan and Wolverine as a whole and because also, it doesn't work. I wouldn't want him. I I don't want them to do what they did with Cable with Thor, or Thor even. Yeah, yeah. Like it could just be like Cable in the second Deadpool, where it's like. The gruff guy who works as Deadpool, yep. who they secretly hate. like, they have to do something a little bit different with it, even though that is kind of like Logan from the comic books as well. Yeah, I think to be fair, Reynolds seems to have a bit of a gatekeepery vibe with mm-hmm. Deadpool, and that he's kind of like, you know, he's very hands on. Yeah, very hands on. Like that's why I mean, it took him so long to get the first one made, and then you know, the second one was very much true to the first one as well. They do. The people behind it seem to have a very much of. If we're doing it, we have to do it right. We have to do it in a way that it's we keep the tone. So I'm I'm hopeful for it. And I also trust Hugh Jackman on that oh, yeah. front. I feel like he's been very protective of the character too. Fun fact: me yeah? and Hugh Jackman share a birthday. What? There you go. <laughs> yeah, do you know what's your age difference? Oh, like thirty. There's like thirty yeah. years between. Yeah. No, not thirty years. Sorry, that old. would make him like fifty-eight. He no, must be around fifty. He must be in like his mid, 47? like like late forties, maybe yeah. early fifties. Yeah, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. He still does like theater all the time. He does like stage really? shows does and everything. He yeah, still? He's, yeah, he's like a such a talented man. He's a musical theater guy, yeah. like singing, dancing, write the theme tune, singing well, the theme yeah, tune. The, um, Greatest the, the musical theater recently been on. Yes, I was actually. Yeah, so mm. I went to see um, Matilda last week. Oh, how was that? Oh my god, it's so good. West it's End? incredible. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was kind of. I didn't. I didn't really know what to go in expecting. Obviously, like I love the film and I love the book. Yeah, how did you get, end up getting tickets for? So my it? sister, my sister came to visit and she wanted to go and see it. So we were just like, oh yeah, why not? And it's been something I'd been meaning to see because me and Sai were talking about this earlier. It's all the music written by Tim Minchin, and he's legend, amazing. Yeah. Like he's one of the f- funniest comedians out there, and just an incredibly talented musician. Listen to his song F Sharp if you want to just hear an example of how brilliant he is musically. Mm-hmm. In the way that Roald Dahl kind of did, like there's stuff there mm. for the adults, like it's, it's you know, entertaining for everybody. But yeah. Like, Roald Dahl famously hated children, didn't he? I think so, yeah. What? Yeah. what? Irony. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But um, well, some, yeah. Of, the, some yeah. of it is quite dark, isn't it? It is quite yeah, dark. Yeah, well, like the characters, even like even the, trun- the Trunchbull yeah. in, um, in, in, in uh, Matilda is like a terrifying character. Yeah. But, very funny in it, like a lot of crying children in the second half, and the trunchbull starts putting people in the chokey. Yeah, which is which sounds <laughs> in like the a what in the chokey in the what the chokey? Oh, well, like choking them? No, no, no. So in so in Matilda, so Simon hasn't seen Matilda. <laughs> so the trunchbull is Miss Trunchbull is the principal of the school, and she's like the baddie of the story, and she has this thing in her office called the chokey, which is basically like a big cupboard that has like spikes and everything sticking out of it. And it's this terrifying thing that if you're bad, you get put in the chokey. Or she hammer throws you. That's another thing she does to a girl. And she grabs a girl by the pigtails and hammer throws her over a fence. It was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. So I would definitely recommend people go and see it. We're seeing that at London Film Festival in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. It's going to be playing Is that there. on the list? It's the opening night film. Wicked. Yeah. Oh, wow. Be cool. Cool. Yeah. If there great. are tickets, we can also arrange to go together. But yeah, yeah, that would be great. Be cool. Um, so... Yeah, Ben, what have you been So watching? apart from going yeah. to see Matilda, so still watching Hot D, House of the Dragon, keeping up with that, it's still major incesty vibes, which is just really <laughs> hard get, to watch. Is it really getting better or worse? In. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I mean, it's ticking along at a steady pace. I wouldn't necessarily say okay. it's getting but better or worse. 
a bit of both, yeah. The incest yeah. and the story, you know, they tend to go on like parallel lines. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they, never really, they never really diverge in anything Game of Thrones. Wow, okay. And then uh, I'm watching Lord of the Rings as well. Anyway, yeah, I, I caught up on House of Power yesterday, or Rings of Power yesterday. How is that? I haven't seen the last two episodes. <sighs> Same? Yeah, same. same. I mean, it's like I don't why do you want to torture yourself. With I this know, stuff? I know. I, I am enjoying it. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it more than I enjoyed Halo. That's for <laughs> sure. It's definitely better than Halo. Um, the problem is, it, it's, it's you know, everybody will just inevitably will compare it to the original trilogy, which is fantastic. It's not as it's, it's not obviously never going to be as good as the original trilogy, but it, I would say it's on probably a similar level, maybe if a little bit better than the Hobbit, because I mean, the Hobbit just wasn't great. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's just it's very slow, and the episodes are long. Yeah, they're like every episode's over an hour, <laughs> and like. There's just a lot going on. I think there's 10 episodes of the season. See, episode six came out yesterday and things seem to finally be starting to happen. Okay. But like six episodes in for shit to actually start happening is a bit like, okay. Yeah, it's not great. You've done enough kind of world building after two yes. or three episodes that we need to, like shit needs to start getting done. Yeah. But I don't know if the record has been uh, overthrown since then, but it's re- the Return of the King and the Titanic that have had uh, the most Oscar it's wins. The, yeah, uh, they won like 12 or something. Yeah, right? Most insane. wins and, and nominations yeah, in I a year. I don't know if that has been, yeah, that has changed in the recent years, but it's interesting. I feel like films have gotten similar amount of nominations. I don't know if any one film has won the same like amount. It, does it? Because it didn't necessarily win... It, I don't think it won any acting awards. I think people were not. I think like no. Ian McKellen might have been nominated, but it won Best Picture. And then it just won all of the kind of technical technical ones yes. like best costume, best makeup, yes. best you know, maybe best, best editing. director. No, the best maybe cinematography, sound track. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it won best. I think there might maybe twelve won best is a director. Lot. Like, yeah, twelve is a lot. But yeah, about it. yeah, it's a fantastic film. Have you seen? Have you seen it. the original Lord of the Rings? I assume you have. No, put them on the list. It's on the list. Do quite low I mean, watch the extended editions. I know yeah. you're gonna hate. I know you're gonna hate me saying that, but I mean, Return of the King is three hours long anyway. An extra half an hour is not gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Four hours? Yeah, no, it's about three and a half. I think extended the edition. The longest film that I own is um, Downfall because that's on two DVDs. Oh, Downfall's like four and hours long, isn't it? it? It's yeah. brilliant. Downfall's really long. Worth it just for all those YouTube videos where people have redone yeah, some, the of the, uh, re, uh, re- some of the scenes. How long was the Irishman? It felt like three and a half. Must oh, yeah, The Irishman's about three and a half. Three, yeah, three forty maybe? maybe? Yeah. Well, the longest film I've ever seen in my life is Doctor Strange. It <laughs> <laughs> took about uh, four days. I would say uh, the longest film I've ever seen in my life is possibly Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, really? wow, oh that's going to be such a... Yeah. Oh, I love it. We'll, okay. yeah. we'll get onto it, but yeah. We'll get onto it, I did watch some TV for the first time in ages in the last couple of weeks. Have you guys seen Industry? I've heard is of it. Is this the one on the BBC? The BBC yeah. one, yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it, but I've seen some of the ads so for it. it's number two, season two. Okay. And it follows these foreign exchange traders who are quite young. Is it good? Really enjoyed it. Nice. The, the second season is much more uh, plot-driven and less chaotic than the first one. Cool. Oh, so season two now. Very, very steamy. Oh, ooh, okay. Um, yes, season two. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm watching uh, Bad Sisters as well at the minute, which is quite good on Apple TV. Where is Okay, well, who's playing? It's kind of like an Irish TV show. But okay. it's, made, it's been made by Apple. It's like Sharon Horgan. Um, Bono's daughter is in it. Um, what's her name? Eve Hewson. Okay, that's it. So uh, and the guy have, who played uh-huh. Dr- you know, Dracula in, um, remember Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis made a Dracula thing a few years ago no. for the BBC? No. They did like a three part of the lead guy who played Dracula's in it. Okay. It's quite good. It's interesting. It's based off a, a, like a Dutch TV show. But I will say this the one thing to go back to the Rings of Power. I am very much not here for the Irish accents of the Rings of Power. And the more I watch, the more annoyed I get. Mm. <laughs> so they're not Irish accents. 
Well, I, so I've been like I've I've been reading a couple of things about it, and I've kind of been like, actually, yeah, I am allowed to be a little bit annoyed about this about how kind of it's just a little bit lazy of like, mm. and it is a bit annoying that like the kind of the small grubby characters that don't wear shoes drag around caravans and have grass in their hair all have Irish accents. I'm a little bit like. Mm. Come on now, like it's a little bit like, yeah, the more I watch it, I'm like, and yeah. What, so different tribes within the film have different accents? Yeah, well basically everybody has English accents except for <laughs> these things, and they're called the Harfoots, and they're basically like, which is what becomes the hobbits in The Lord of the Rings, these smaller people who, in The Lord of the Rings ones they have, they all have like West Country accents, it's just, they all, it's like Lenny Henry is the leader of them, and they all have these... For real? Her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lenny Henry is playing. The comedian? Yes, Lenny Henry. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's mad. Him of Lenny Henry Travelodge fame. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, the more I watch it, the more kind of... Is he doing an Irish accent? Oh, yes. God. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, 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 he is. And it's awful. And it's like, I think people have tried to, I heard an interview with the dialect coach being like, oh, it's not like, it's, they're not trying to be, it's like a generic Irish accent. It's not like trying to be from somewhere. And I'm like, well, that's almost worse. Like, it's, it's stop trying to justify it and maybe just admit that probably should have gone in a different direction but interesting it doesn't have any household names because that's what you would expect from apple tv plus it seems like they're taking like super known actors and directors and they try to you know push it to the platform so i think sharon horgan's quite well known so she yeah. was in that one with um what's that american actor rob delaney um catastrophe oh, was it catastrophe okay that, yeah. so she's the lead in catastrophe with okay. him <clears throat> and she's like executive producing it as well. And mm. I think like um, been adapting the script. Okay. And Eve Hewson's getting quite well known. Bono's daughter, she was in that, she was in that Netflix. Mm. Um, she's like a psychologist or something weird, but mm. she's kind of making a name for herself now as well. I make it so back good. on Apple TV Plus. That's the one streaming are still service. Awful, are you still awful I'm still, streaming yeah, services? Disney Plus, I'm using someone else's. So, <laughs> a friend's. <laughs> a friend's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not illegal. So that's it. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I'm not on any at the moment. I do eventually need to go back to Now TV because I need to finish Westworld season three, which has now I ended. Fe I fell out of Westworld after season like two halfway is, through season two. Yeah, season two is bad. Season three is good. Like I started watching Aaron it. Aaron Paul's good. in it now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, like Apple TV Plus has the most interesting right now. What's this? It's a movie. No. No, I liked it. No. Can I say something? No. I don't get it. What don't you get about it? In Cineworldwood Green, right, the staff are always so friendly and they always want to chat about the film. Yeah, you were saying that to me yeah, before. That they were really nice there. a completely different person this time. Tell me what you thought of the film. Uh, it was quite a lot in the beginning. A yeah. bit confusing. But overall, it's an interesting concept. How many out of ten? I'll give it like... 7.5 Too high I didn't think it was confusing I didn't think it was confusing I thought it was I thought it was a horrendously basic and overly done storyline There's about six episodes of Black Mirror that are do the exact same thing in a much better way Don't get me wrong Oh, I'll say this one I'll say this one Oh look, a message from our sponsor G.I. Jane 2 Can't wait to see it Yo, hold my poodle Hey yo, what's up? Y'all got a problem? Y'all want some of this? Without much further ado Here we go again Okay, we're back with Don't Worry Darling, the latest, I mean, I, I Don't Worry Darling, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, I, I felt like the title was a bit random, but okay. 
The film is currently breaking records. I read. Is it? Yes, because of the whole drama. Uh, like, oh, and, everybody yeah. wants to see it. Everyone yeah, okay. wants to see it. I think I read somewhere that it got uh, like 30 million opening weekend in the US, <laughs> which is basically like the Avatar record. So it's, it's like it's insane what's is James with Cameron going to re-release Avatar again, Probably. even though it's already been re-released. Probably. To fucking 30 try and beat million it. two days in the US alone. It's insane Jesus. for a film that probably has what 80 million budget. We, no, the budget on on Wikipedia said 30. What? Quite, it looked yeah. really low budget compared to what I was expecting. Actually, that's true because almost like a single location, but it is very, you know, yeah, it doesn't really use a lot of location. Yeah. Let me 30 confirm is it. A, 30 should be just the salaries of the actors though. It seems yeah, budget 35 million, box office 36.4 so far. Jesus okay, Christ. Okay, so Harry Styles did that for free. <laughs> Well he, got, well, he got himself a girlfriend out of it, so, you yeah, know, he's like, well, who's the girlfriend? Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Wilde, the director. Ah, right. And, and she also, was in the film as well. Yeah, in She the, was the neighbor. Bunny. So, yeah, everyone's talking about the film, so we thought we'd spend a little more time to talk about the actual film, but as mm. Ben said, we're also going to talk about the ending. Um, where should we start? The dra- I mean, I don't want to give the drama too much airtime because yeah. it is what it is. What drama? The Spit. The what? Oh, you haven't heard of the have whole like, Chris see, Pine, Harry Styles? The Spit. Yes. At the Venice Film Festival, they screened it. As they were bringing the cast in, they brought everybody in. Chris Pine is sitting there and Olivia Wilde is sitting there. And uh, they bring Harry Styles in. And as Harry Styles comes in to sit down beside Chris Pine, it looks as though he spits on his shoes. It's not just that it looks like it. If you look at Chris Pine's face after he looks mm-hmm. at him, Chris Pine's face is this of like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. even Olivia Wilde kind of goes, ha, ha, ha. It's it's fucking weird. It's all, yeah. And this was the day after you might have seen the meme or the TikTok of it. It's a, a zoom in on Chris Pine's face during one of the pressers where he just looks completely done. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they, and it's while Hardy Stars is saying it's like, my favorite thing about the movie yeah. is that it's like a real movie, yeah. you know. It's <laughs> like oh, I've seen that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Chris Pine is literally just like, Kill me fuck now. Yeah. this bullshit. Like, I think he did the best he could with what he had. I didn't 100%. think his role gave him much to work with. I feel like he's barely in it. I feel go, like he's in two scenes. Or he's in three scenes, maybe. Yeah, he's in the opening, the one where he has the monologue. He's in the weird fucking bizarre scene in the dance hall where Hardy Styles does the worst dance acting I've seen in my fucking life. <laughs> Should we, we summarise it though? To me, without giving too much away, it's about a 1950s housewife played by Florence Pugh. Her yeah. name is Alice, who lives with her husband. They were Harry Styles. What's his name? Zach Tambers. She starts to worry that the company that her husband works for is actually hiding a lot of secrets. Yeah. To add to that, yeah, the premise is that they, they live in some sort of experimental community. Very much my right? my my thoughts. Utopian with, well, I was like, oh god, if it's just going to be the village, you know, where like yes. it turns out they're in just this big community, and then they break out and it's like, oh, hang on, it's the future, and we've yeah. been living in the fifties, and it's like, you know, I was like, we're they're going to end my channel on it, which they kind of did. I really really enjoyed it. I didn't okay. find it like I I didn't find it like rewatching something I'd seen before, but maybe because I haven't watched so many films in this genre before. Mm-hmm. But I thought the editing and the sound design and the way it Sound the interplay between the sound and the picture edits was incredible. I thought it was really creative. Sound and set design. At times, like it almost, they were obviously trying to give the impression of um, disjointedness and being kind of discombobulated and, and kind of not knowing what was real and stuff. And there was a lot of montage sequence that I found a bit too much. And I wanted a bit more like straight up talking and plot. But I thought it was, it was really well put together. 
Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it so boring. I think I find thriller type films where, uh, where there's injustice really hook me in. But to be honest, because what you're do you like, mean injustice? Well, because she's like, I'm not going mad. Oh, I'm not right. going mad. And everyone's like, so you fell for her. Yeah. I guess my issue with it was that, well, a, I just found it really boring. I just, I like it. It was the least thrilling thriller in inverted commas. I do think I've ever like seen. Do you like that sort of genre? In yeah, general? I okay. really do. Yeah. And I think that, Wait, what, what genre are we calling the it? A simulation thriller kind okay. of well, inception. Because it does have a kind there's, of, so there's so many different things that have, there's so many different films and TV shows. There's about four Severance, or five episodes. Yeah, of, Black Mirror. There's yeah. so many Black Mirror episodes that just do that. Like the San, Ju- I think it's San Junipero. Is that the Black Mirror episode that is basically just the entire story of the film? Except this just throws in the element of toxic men, toxic masculinity, and it like it asks all these questions really towards the end of the film that then it just doesn't really answer. That's it. A- kind of throws up all of these things that you got, and then the film just ends, and you're like, oh, yes, okay, hang on. There would have been something really interesting in it. So there's the thing of why Florence Pugh is there. What you just touched on there was one of the more interesting elements, which was like the reasons for people being in the yeah, simulation. Exactly. And but we only the, we only really know the one reason for someone being there is that he's a he's a dick old man. Yeah, but remember but remember the the neighbor character called uh, Bunny. 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 She's there out of choice, isn't she? Yeah, but she says, yeah, but she says that in about a ten-second clip towards the end of the film. And I was like, I want to interrogate that exactly, yeah, hundred percent. But that is so, yeah, that hmm. was such an underexplored storyline, and that's essentially for people who are listening or might be watching. It's the Severance storyline, like Apple TV Plus show. If you want to watch that, like this is exactly the kind of uh, show that you should be watching. Adam Scott one, isn't it? Yes, like, and it just it it. There were so many things in it that it just left me being like, but why this? Like, I just, I I wrote down a couple of the questions that I had at the end of it. If it's a simulation, what's the point of the promotions? Who gives a fuck? What does it matter? Why do we keep talking about promotions? promotions? There's this whole thing about him getting promoted. Why oh, f- in his job, you mean? Yeah. Why is it fucks matter? Yeah, I we can talk about that, which is more of a question for me because my understanding was that the men who went to quote unquote work, they actually went to the real the real life jobs to work. Correct? I think that yeah. that's what I got. And they had the responsibility of taking care of their wives' bodies in the real world as well. That was part of what they had to do. So you remember how he fed her and he kind of yeah. So there is that. The promotion bit, I got that it's more of an incel, like internal hierarchy bullshit because you get a bunch of 4chan dudes who want to... But that's like, the thing <laughs> that pissed me off about it. But <laughs> the, yeah, that's literally it. That The whole movie is just supposed to be like, hey man, there's lots of these dicks on the internet. And it's like, I know there's fucking these dicks on the internet. Yeah, it was a done parallel- it in a much more clever way than just Harry Styles, who's a fucking weirdo, paranoid dude who wants to be James Bond basically what it is. I think that played the whole, like his whole like Jack Tambor's persona, I think it played to almost like Harry Styles in real life, who's that kind of, you know, wonder boy, you know, the perfect, the perfect quote unquote, like British accent, you know, the hair, the perfect hair, like it's that, kind of person. What is his accent have- anyway? Where is he from in the UK? I think he's from like up north somewhere. He's a little bit northern, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he's a like Hud- as well. I think he's a little bit like Huddersfield or something. He maybe. sounds like Yorkshire plus David Bowie, like yeah. mashed into one. I mean, we, have, like we have to remember that in Americans' uh, minds, I think the, the British accent is a bit of a fantasy and like idolized in a way. So I think yeah. this is what, what he aspired to as a geeky, yeah, Fortani, like insulty, you know, uh, yeah. American dude in like listening to Jordan Peterson, like Joe Rogan kind yeah. of podcast, which is what... Uh, Chris Pine's character was actually because he was listening to this like creepy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that the 
well, I, number one, I agree with you in terms of the plot twist. It should have been the it should have been unveiling in the second act. Yeah, it shouldn't like, happen right at the end. Because the thing is, the one thing like my issue with the film is that the moment you reveal the twist, the world outside of the simulation of the community is of equal importance as the one that you're dealing Becomes with. Becomes right much and more interesting. It, yeah, like you could talk about FBI, like your repercussion, like who is this, like who is this guy influencing? Why are there no red flags in the red in the Wh- real world? Why? Like, there are so many. How does a doctor? Just go missing. Yeah. All, Nobody all goes, yeah. hey man, Jesus, has anybody seen, fl- like, what, I can't yes. remember what her character's name is. What did she do with her job? Like, You're Jesus, right. Alice. she just, Alice, where's Alice, Alice. gone? Yes. And your her mum or dad, like, Jesus, anybody talked to Alice recently? Oh yeah. <laughs> her boyfriend, Jack, just keeps answering the phone and telling us that she's asleep. Yes. Yes. Like. So, oh, so it, it was a bit of a shame that they focused solely on the characters in the community as yeah. if. It felt like yeah. they really rushed it. They were like, we want to keep this movie under two hours. It needs to end. The very final scene, the idea is that she wakes, like she realizes that what she's going through is very much real. She's not crazy. Yeah. And she kills her uh, husband by accident in self-defense. And then she in runs, the simulation. In the simulation, you're right. And then she runs to the headquarters in the desert. Because, by the way, they've taken the Matrix trope that if you die in the Matrix, you die in the real yeah, world. This is, this yeah, is really important, this question, because I didn't know the answer to that. So when she killed him with the He's dead glass, in the real world. He's dead in the real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah this head so, so, so when she was having the electrocution, electroshock therapy, mm-hmm. was that happening in the real world? No, it's happening. Well? In, I don't think so. I think it's happening in the... But, that, but, yes. but it was that therapy that led her to realize that it that she was living in a simulation and she had another life wasn't it because it was that, that triggered all the flashbacks no it's not that it's it's him singing the song that's oh, what triggers her, her. Oh, right. yes, she, right. he, she he's he keeps singing the song that he sings in real life and she keeps because that's the whole thing about the film she's like where do i know that song from mm. and then you see at the end that so why he sings it in the real world when the the men in red coats come to drag her away in the simulation mm-hmm. and give her the, the therapy because mm-hmm. she's gone mad when she hasn't why does jack hit the steering wheel and be like, no, because why would he care? Because it's just a simulation. I don't it's not know. about her pain. It's about the fact that he's been found out by her and that he now has to deal uh, with the repercussions of like, yeah, it's a bit of a... There wasn't enough nuance in Harry Styles' performance to have any of that come across. Because you know what? I, I never hated Jack slash Harry Styles. No, not Even though he's either. like this, you guys are describing him as this 4chan incel character. No, in terrifying. the real world. In the real world, yes. But therefore, I should be hating him, but I never really... Jack is a character I felt, like, I felt yeah. nothing towards. I know, I was like... Absolutely like, nothing. I didn't feel like nothing. he was an evil guy, even though he is, because he's I mean, like, he's trapped his wife, I mean, in, put those scary things yeah, in her Yeah, but in the simulation, you get, I mean, you're given nothing up until that the plot yeah. is about him. Like, he is very dark. He literally kidnapped his wife. Like, what yeah. he did. No, he but did, why like, wasn't I feeling it? Because, because of the writing. I think, the, yeah. I think well, it was poorly, like, the writing, and put I'm, together. I, I don't want to just shit on Harry Styles, but the performance is not good. I thought it was all right. I, I thought it was all right, too. No. no. There is nowhere near enough depth in that performance to make because I that my problem but he's was, a shallow guy no, but my he's problem like, the, no but my problem was the exact same thing is that he knows this the whole time he knows exactly what this is oh so, you and mean he could have given more hints well not even that he could have given more hints more but darkness like, more dark, dark. There, there, there should have been so much more kind of, there should, he should have been a lot more sinister than he was than just yeah like, I, 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 I agree with that I, and I, the, I agree with that I, I think I would the also, biggest yeah. problem is Florence Pugh's fantastic in yes. it. Even though I didn't like the film, can't take away from the fact that she's yep. brilliant. And as I said, I really like Chris Point in it. I'm sure Harry Styles would have been fine maybe opposite other people, but she's so good in it that so every time they're on yeah. screen together, 
he just he just fades into the background. Yep. My only note about him was is that the only thing positive about him was that he does good fringe acting. <laughs> like the wig, there's not much wig work in it, but his fringe does quite a lot to just hide his face so we don't actually have to see what his emotions are doing. To his defense, I guess you have yeah, we have to credit the writing and the director as totally well. Because as well. if when I think like when I think back of the dialogue and the scene that he was given, he didn't have much room for interpretation to work. Uh, he didn't have like a little gray area scene that you could play with. It was well, more like he, also, he was either having sex with her somewhere. Like yeah. <laughs> he, it was Those very- sex scenes were quite rude as well. I was quite shocked. Yeah, but also it's quite interesting that. that a film that a lot of its marketing was based around the sex scenes and stuff like that yes. has two sex scenes oh. in the entire film. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, okay. Even yeah. They really put a lot of the marketing mm. and stuff on it, which is interesting that you say it's on the director. Whenever Have you seen the Olivia Wilde clip resurfacing from a few years ago? No. When she was on the Stephen Colbert show, and she's like, if it's a bad movie, that means it's a oh, bad yeah, director. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you mm. should have not said that because yeah. that's going to come back and bite yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've seen I that. don't think yeah, it's a bad movie. I, 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 no, you know I what? I wouldn't call it a bad film, but as I said, it's probably worse. It's that it's a boring I film. I love Florence Pugh. I agree 100. It's like she carries the film single handedly. Yeah. I love the set design, the architecture, the outfits, the makeup. Like, I love that world. So, kind of well, put me like. The first 10 minutes, I was like, everyone's going to be loving the aspirational village, the decor, the outfits. It was beautiful. And also, you know, yeah. I, I do think it goes far beyond once upon a time in Hollywood vibes because. When I think of their house, there is that sort of darkness in it as well. So even like the production elements, you notice there are like the more, they're quite harsh um, angles in the furniture they use. In the 50s, mid-century. Yeah, and then you have some softer colors. It's almost like they tried with that community to create the illusion of comfort and perfection, but you can see the roughness in some, like, I thought there was a lot of effort mm. put into the set design. And, and then that matched point, really well with the sound design. And they, they used that kind of ASMR style. As stuff. well, as well. So you had a lot of that. It reminded me a bit of like Darren Aronofsky. But very Aronofsky, very fountain-like yeah, sometimes. So, so, so the scenes in um, Requiem for a Dream where they have the transition shots and it's the drug-taking shots they keep repeating with mm-hmm. the the syringe plunging and then the eye dilating. Yep. And it was the same with the coffee stirring, exactly. the toast being buttered, the eggs Egg. frying in the pan. I had the exact same thing. And I would also add very Kubrick-like, but that is my main issue with the film. When you look I mean, when you look away from the actors and the plot, I actually feel like the weakest thing about the film is Olivia Wilde's directing. I just feel like it's a very poorly directed, like, poorly directed film. Because, There's Olivia. You know when... Um, Alice had a breakdown in the ballerina, like, yeah, ballet room. And everyone's like, oh, shock. And everyone had the same reaction. As in, like, Oliver Wilde said, everyone, can you just act a bit shocked? Like, we was having a breakdown. <laughs> or at the dinner, uh, the dinner scene when mm. there was, like, this whole fallout. The with, confrontation. Yeah, between Frank. Chris Pine's uh, character and Alice and Florence Pugh's character. So Alex take, Alice and, takes on Frank. Yeah, so they had, like a, one, like, a one-to-one, like, a bit of a fallout. And then... At some point, abruptly, everyone stands up and leaves. Like, you know, it was the kind of small moments that made it feel like theater productions, in a way. And I have to say, Gemma Chan is criminally underused in the film. 100%. So she, I know her from Fresh Meat. I know was her Gemma from Chan Fresh Meat, was she? she I know she's her from the, humans. in the drama class. And is she's she? the seductress in the drama class. Okay. She's Gemma Chan's like she's brilliant. I love her in, and, in humans, yeah. But you get to the end of the film, and what there's this big about? character switch. Yeah, like, what was that about? I was hoping that it, she would have been more involved in it. There would have been something a lot more. But then she just. So we, with that character, we went from oh, I'm super submissive, to submissive, my, uh, supportive yeah. to my uh, husband because he did the whole like rant in the dinner like uh, yeah. scene. 
to I'm gonna take over, fuck you asshole, like yeah. fe- like fake full female empowerment, like which I'm gonna say like this is my last issue with the film is the actual ending where you have the message, like it's a very vague female empowerment, like, you know, Florence Pugh's character escapes and she goes to the, you know, she, yeah, she escapes to the real world. We don't know what happens there. We just, the very final scene, we hear her kind of waking up. I think you just hear go, go like, <gasps> I think you yeah. hear this. Um, so that's an assumed ending, which is very Inception-like, very Prisoners-like, thing with a whistle, but... Mm. The difference with these films is that they have earned their ending. With that, you well, have and it, and way too many unresolved storylines. The story as a whole would have probably been a lot more interesting if we saw more from Gemma Chan's character and Olivia yes. Wilde's character to get their motivations behind. Like, we get 30 seconds for her being like, I, but like Olivia Wilde's character being like, I chose to be here. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay, really interesting. Yeah. Once we know that this is all a simulation, actually, it's really interesting oh, to no, want to know why you were there. With your... Remember, because she chose to be there because it let her kid. children. Yeah, no. It's basically one division. Yeah, well, exactly. Which is basically what? One division. Yeah, one division. It's the it's oh. the Marvel storyline completely stolen. She lost her kids in the real world. So yes. She's in the yeah, yeah, but that's more. Yeah, so. but, yeah. but that's but but like. To create a new you can't world. just yeah. you can't just throw that away at the end. Yeah. Like there, there could be so much more to that in it, and like it could it's be her a relationship series with the children. Easily. It could be a yeah. limited series easily as well. I actually think it would be better off uh, because it had so many characters that had their own very own. Like you could have an episode on Gemma Tan, like and then Olivia Wilde. So because it, mm. if I'm honest, like it is a, like the premise is actually quite fascinating. Like I, I really love the twist. I really did, but it just had. So many unresolved storylines and plot holes, which... It asks so many questions in the last 30 minutes and then just doesn't answer any of them. It asks so many questions and then it just kind of ends, ends really abruptly. Yeah. The reason I call it an assumed ending is by the time it cuts to black, you don't actually question the ending. It's not like an ambiguous ending. It's like, oh, cool. I don't need to know anything else because I kind of know what's going to happen. It's resolved. It's yeah. result- well, in the case of Don't Worry Darling, it almost feels like there could be a sequel. Like, what happens in, in the real world now? Like, or there or, is so or much- Simon's favorite post-credit sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I could re-edit it, even though I love the editing techniques and mm-hmm. stuff, but in terms of, like, the structure, yeah. I would have cut 15 minutes out of that intro sequence yep, that builds easy. the 50s perfect Definitely. world easy. and use that at the end yes. to sort out some of the... Definitely. The depth of the yeah. of the wife of Frank and the neighbour, Bunny. We didn't really get much from Nick Kroll's character either. Of He's just a bit of a dick and we don't kind mm. of really know why. He, like, he treats the mm. other neighbour like shit. We don't really know why. Mm. There was just, yeah. There was just so many kind of unanswered questions in it. And as, and it just ends. Mm-hmm. It, it re, like, it, it, like that ending, like you, the fact that she's driving away, part of it, like it feels like it's going 100 miles an hour and then you hit a brick wall and you're like, Whoa, oh, Okay. Having said all that, I found Alice's story gripped me enough to really enjoy it. Plus the editing, plus the sound design. So we did Us a couple of weeks ago. And there's a lot in Us, which is like, like homages to different directors. And it's like, you know, you you see different, yeah, like pastiches, you see different bits of it. Don't Worry Darling just looks like copy and paste and cut oh, and paste really from a lot that's of really harsh, different though. films. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's why half every different time I kept being like, okay, it's going to turn out like an Emily Chamelan ending. Oh, okay, it's like Darren Aronofsky. Oh, like there was so many different, as you say, it's kind of like, what's the director's identity there? And I don't necessarily know if it came through. Um, th- that's it. Like Booksmart is amazing. It's an amazing film. Like I love yeah. that film. Which yeah. one? Booksmart, which is the her Beanie first. Beanie Be- Velstein. Yeah, it's her first debut film, very different, like comedy, uh, coming of age comedy, like very smart, very creative. Like she really took a spin mm. to the whole like teenage coming of age humor 
um, film. So I don't know. I expect something else. In any case, um, I think we really sold the ending, the ending actually. No? Do you think, right? So, so what happens is Gemma Chan's character, Frank's wife, she knifes him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's pretty much the end. She basically takes over. So in a way, the takeaway message could be that the the women who are like basically oppressed, despite the fact a couple of them seem to have chosen to be there. Yeah, which doesn't sort of make sense control. because the last thing we saw from her was her defending him. Mm-hmm. So it was all a, I don't know, it was all a play. I don't know, it wasn't clear. You're right, because I mean... What does Frank's wife do after she's knifed him? Does she then manage to get out the simulation and then Not put sure. her as Frank's wife even in the simulation? Yeah, yeah is she, and, she a made up person. Yeah, and why is she leading an incel community of men? No, yeah. I don't know. Or is she even leading the incel community of men? Or, is she yeah. just like, oh, screw you, man, you're dead? It, Maybe the other men aren't incels, that they're all made up as well. Maybe they're not no, real. But his podcast is very is very much like men's rights, women cook, men work. Like that was the yeah. Oh, the whole thing we, in the morning. We, we, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, his actual his actual job in real life was like a Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson kind of. You remember Harry Styles' character listening to the podcast? Yeah, I didn't like really was, get it at first. Yeah, so actually, that was but, the background. Yeah. He was saying like he men, says that in his opening speech, doesn't he? He's like, we ask for very little, but we also ask for a lot. Yeah. When you make us dinner and we ask you to yeah. keep quiet. Yeah, I have no idea why Gemma Tan did, but. She did, like your character anyway. Does so. Gemma Chan even know what she yeah. did? She did what she did. <laughs> she was happy Does, to be there. At least, <laughs> she did, at least she didn't spit on him. That's probably what yeah. Chris Pine's thinking. So that was the semi-final scene. And then the final scene was, yeah, Florence Pugh's character escaping. And then and that's she, when she the film... she gets to the headquarters, she puts yes. her hands on the glass, yep. and then the, the kind Cut of... Cut to black. Yeah. And we hear the... <gasps> Which is, her my trans- assumption is yeah, her actual, like her real life version waking up. In her bed. In her with bed. the weird yeah. eye things on. Yeah, and because that's what we've been told, that that's what happens every day. They all drive up the mountain and they all just yeah. leave. What, and, so, and then next to her is her husband. Who's dead. Who's dead. Who's dead. What Correct. happens with, like, what, what does it do with the body? <laughs> like, it's like FBI. Like, I don't know, just, yeah. yeah. What, is what do you do? <laughs> yeah. She's I, a doctor, she'll figure about, it out. Yeah, I think that's in film by itself. That's the thing. Like, what happens now? But we Maybe there will be a sequel. We, but we don't know that they die in real life. Maybe there'll it. be a sequel that's called I'm Worried, Darling. <laughs> <laughs> or another one, it's fine. Yeah. Well, no, we do, do know because down, that's, what, that's what Olivia Wilde says to her. Is like, if you die, if if the men die in here, they die in real life. She like she yeah, said yeah, that to her. She's yeah, like, if, pretty, if, he's, yeah. if he's dead, he's dead. That's pretty, yeah. If he's dead in here, he's dead in the real world. She yep. says that to her. What? So the Nate, so Bunny says that. Yeah, yep. Bunny says it to her yeah, when yeah. she comes in and finds her. Can we believe that as truth? It's a very because remember it's there's a lots of trope. It's a false trope. It's stuff going around in that village. No, I think that was probably a, a dialogue line that was inserted at the very last minute because they didn't have enough time to suit. And so Olivia Wall was like, "Can we just con- like make sure that we put that somewhere just so people get, don't get?" Confused? I was watching this great movie last night. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it came across as. Uh, to me anyway, like Bunny knew actually a lot more than she let on. So it does sound to me that she was pretty certain about what happened. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I think it's it's really kind of disappointing that we didn't get to see that more. Like her just talking about the fact that why she's there at the end, there's probably a lot more interesting. Yep. There's a, like, it felt like, as you say, there should like be a sequel to it because mm. there's actually, there's some really interesting ideas in it to explore other than just... I would see Florence do and... like do that role like for another two hours easily. Like just her, yeah, no, just being Alice Chambers. Her, her just, her just yeah. creamy on camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. her just like going on like I a superhero her. mission She's, now to yeah. find all the men and yeah. their simulations and free them all. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Which again is is like you know the ending of uh, the ending of the Matrix where Neo says you know mm. I'm 
I, you may not know this is a simulation, mm. but we will free you type mm. thing. You know, maybe that's what Florence Pugh mm. will do next. She'll fly off and yeah. save everybody. Because <laughs> that's what happens once you get out, you get superpowers so you can fly. It's great. A side note for Olivia Wilde, because I know I've been very harsh with her. She actually acted very well. I yeah, she, she was did. really good. Yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah, so. especially when, especially towards the end, when you see her starting yes. to break a little bit, because obviously that's why it's re- that's why. I, and I say about Harry Styles' performances is that Olivia Wilde is a bit more kind of turmoil about the fact that she knows what's going on and she knows why Florence Pugh is like kind of having like she knows exactly what's going on. So you do see a little bit of the inner turmoil with her, whereas with Harry Styles, you just don't you just don't get that. Stick to the day job, Harry, is what I would say. <laughs> well, we'll see him in My Policeman next. Apparently, so. even, apparently that's even worse. Great. I've already heard the reviews for that one. <laughs> great, great. This is think, why you shouldn't listen to the reviews. If we think there isn't film. enough nuance with uh, Don't Worry Darling, uh, My Policeman is supposedly worse. What's that about? My Policeman is like a kind of a, 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 a multi-year gay. story about a, a gay policeman in, in the 70s. Oh, yeah, He's I remember you saying. With um, Emma Corrin from The Crown. Yep. And Harry Styles and someone else. We're seeing as well. that in London Film Festival too. Cool. Cool. And, Ma- and Matilda, my policeman, double yeah, bill, is going to be a, <laughs> a hell of a watch. Okay. The ending has been, I, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say sold because it's actually unsolved. I think that's yeah. the issue with that film. I would say go and see it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd be really interested yeah. to hear people's thoughts. Yes. I really would be. And I, I listen, maybe I'm just being outrageously grumpy about this. We can give an update on our reactions in two weeks' time. In yeah, our next that's, episode. Good, that's a good show. So right? next yeah. time we're doing Halloween. We're going to do a yes. Halloween special. We're still finalizing which films we're going to be talking about, but get ready. Um, yeah, I mean, this was fun. So as always, you know what to do. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. Wherever, uh, wherever, wherever you, you listen. get your podcasts. YouTube, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of you are on YouTube trying to find us. So we're on there. Um, we're are gonna, we? Yeah. We, oh, we, I didn't know yeah, that. we have a YouTube channel. Oh, shit. Even <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I am I'm uploading <laughs> our podcast uh, episodes are there as well. So we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Did you like it? Did you like that? Did I like it? I loved it. I had no idea you could milk a cat. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Good morning! Morning! Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.